Hello, readers of Every Word, and welcome to Every Word 365. I'm your host, Christina Munoz Madsen. Today we're reading James. I know I say this a lot, but this is a great book to read through beginning to the end. It uh, starts with one of my all-time favorites. Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow, for when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. That's James 1, 2 through 4. You might be familiar with the considerate pure joy version, but I actually like the way this translation is written. Please take a second to really read through that. I'm guessing most of us don't feel super joyful when we face really bad things, but that's one of the big things that should set us apart from others as Christians. The author of this letter or epistle is James, also called James the Just, who is thought to be the brother of Jesus Christ. James was not a believer until after the resurrection. He became the head of the Jerusalem church and is mentioned first as a pillar of the church. As for the date of the writing, the book of James is probably the oldest of the New Testament, written perhaps as early as A.D. 45, before the first council of Jerusalem in A.D. 50. Now, James was martyred in approximately A.D. 62, according to the historian Josephus. The purpose of the writing, some think that this epistle was written in response to an overzealous interpretation of Paul's teaching regarding faith. This extreme view called antinomianism held that through faith in Christ, one is completely free from all Old Testament law, all legalism, all secular law, and all the morality of a society. The book of James is directed to Jewish Christians scattered among all the nations. Martin Luther, who detested this letter and called it the Epistle of Straw, failed to recognize that James's teaching on works complemented, not contradicted, Paul's teaching on faith. While Pauline teachings concentrate on our justification with God, James' teachings, teachings concentrate on the works that exemplify that justification. James was writing to Jews to encourage them to continue growing in this new Christian faith. James emphasizes that good actions will naturally flow from those who are filled with the Spirit and questions whether someone may or may not have saving faith if the fruits of the Spirit cannot be seen. Wow. I'll share more from Got Questions in just a moment, but after reading this book, I really do understand why it barely made the cut into the New Testament. That's because it can sound like it's saying works equal salvation, which means you have to do good works to get into heaven. But what it's really saying is that if you really have Christ within you, you will do good works. James 2.14 says, What good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith, but you don't show it by your actions? Can that kind of faith save anyone? And 2.24 says, See, you, we are shown to be right with God by what we do, not by faith alone. And just as the body is dead without breath, so also faith is dead without good works. That's in 2.26. So your good works don't save you, but it is impossible to be a true Christ follower without good works. Does that make sense? Our Bible's overview section says it this way, A faith that produces no change in action or attitude is really no faith at all. Partiality, neglect of the poor, quarreling, a bitter tongue, a proud attitude, 
all are inconsistent with the royal law of love that Christ proclaimed. That's why it's so important to realize that Jesus didn't come to abolish the law. He came to fulfill it. We still have laws to follow under the new covenant. They just don't look the same as the Old Testament. And of course, I'm including a couple of links for more on this topic. It can be very confusing. So I really want to help make it clear. So please reach out if you have any questions. Here's a few more nuggets. James 1.19, my dear brothers, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Such great advice. James 3.5, likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. I always tell my daughters, your words matter. James 5:16b the prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. As for the practical application from God questions, we see in the book of James a challenge to faithful followers of Jesus Christ to not just talk the talk, but to walk the walk. While our faith walk, to be certain, requires a growth of knowledge about the word, James exhorts us to not stop there. Many Christians will find this epistle challenging as James presents 60 obligations in only 108 verses. He focuses on the truths of Jesus' words in the Sermon on the Mount and motivates us to act upon what he taught. This letter also puts to rest the idea that one can become a Christian and yet continue living in sin, exhibiting no fruit of righteousness. Such a faith, James declares, is shared by the demons who believe and tremble. Yet such a faith cannot save because it is not verified by the works that always accompany true saving faith. Good works are not the cause of salvation, but they are the result of it. I once had a conversation with someone who clearly was not a believer based on his actions. And when questioned about it, he said, I believe in God as if that were enough. The best rebuttal to that statement I've ever heard is, so does Satan. So what makes us different from Satan and the demons who also believe and fear God? Our actions, our words, and how we live. If that doesn't make you want to be a kinder, more loving person, I don't know what will. And of course, I'm including more links on just who James was, as well as an entire page full of links all about the book of James and stories in it. So you have plenty to look through if you have time. If you don't, again, this is all about reading every word and just giving you resources if you have time and want to dig further. Also including a link to the Bible Project Overview video. Tomorrow is 1 Peter. Happy reading. This episode is brought to you by Travel with Friends. Safe, knowledgeable, transformative, educational, fun, unforgettable, connections, personable, amazing, taken care of, safe, scripture brought to life, life changing. These are just a few words travelers and hosts describe a trip with travel with friends. Traveling to different locations throughout the world, these few words describe what the majority of the tour groups feel and experience. If you want to travel with a trustworthy, dependable, and reliable organization, just give them a call, 501-379-9226, or an email, friends at travelwithfriends.com, or you can click the link in the podcast description and let them help make your travel dreams come true.